Okay. Well, first, uh, welcome everybody to another episode of the Brand Herald podcast. Um, I'm Landon Wade, the owner of Goods and Clothing and Supply and, and the host. And I'm excited today to have Meg Vogt, who, and I wrote, I've got regional consultant. Did I get that right? Yeah. For right. Perfection Group. Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, thanks for making the time. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to learn more about you and the company and, and, and um, you know, talk about some of the things that we've done for you and the things that we hope to do for you in the future. So, you know, for, for those listening to this, just a very quick summary of why we do this, I guess, is, um, you know, this really was born from the idea that we wanted to do customer testimonials. Kind of, uh, I don't particularly care for them. I've said that on many episodes before this, but, and so it was like, okay, but what I really want to do is have co- conversations with customers so that we can continue to learn how to get better. And, um, so then it was like, well, if I'm going to do that, I should record them. And if I'm going to record them, why not make it a podcast and, you know, make it fun and make it something that, uh, you know, you would have to share and uh, a way for you to uh, let people know more about your company. You know, we want to put the spotlight on your company, not so much ours. And uh, so that's the reason for it. And it's been so interesting, um, just the podcast medium and even the conversations, the things that have happened out of it that I really couldn't have anticipated. I mean, I just described why I do it. The outcomes have been everything from, oh, you know, maybe people went to our page on our website at goodsonsupplyco.com. They looked at the and they said, oh, I didn't know you knew so and so. So they, you know, I've been trying to get in touch with them. So I've been able to make connections. Um, I've learned things that uh, I didn't know in terms of like the company and things that that people are doing or, you know, there's been all kinds of what I would call just serendipities out of it. And so I'm, I always get really excited to do it each time because I know that, you know, our value of, of relationship, wanting to build relationships with our customers always gets deeper through the conversations that we have here. So hopefully that, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so I want to start now, we're going to talk about you. And, uh, so the first thing is, uh, just give us a little background, you know, on, on just you, like where you grew up, high school, college, family, just, just tell us about Meg. Okay. Um, grew up, born and raised a little girl. Um, I actually went to Butler high school I lived in J-Town for a little bit. Um, I have been a little bit of everywhere. I spent nine years at National City and PNC. They had merged, you know, back in the day. And um, I started a family and was just working too much. And so I got my real estate license and um, did that for a while. I only do that for friends and family now because that is an insane career path. (laughs) Um, And then I've, you know, I've worked for companies like Tito's Vodka and Louisville City Football Club and In Focus Magazine, worked for Norton Healthcare. So I spent a couple of years just kind of bouncing around, um, trying to figure out, you know, really what I wanted to be when I grew up. I, I feel like when I was growing up, it was so, you know, minimal of like, well, you can be a doctor or a lawyer or you know, and, uh, and I feel like now I can really be insightful to people as to like what, what the career paths are. Um, and so I graduated with an accounting degree from Sullivan university that I will probably never use <laughs> because probably use it. After, don't even realize it. Um, I think I do on occasion, but you know, after so many years in compliance and, and all of that, I just never want to be in that world again. Um, yeah, you know, I, I love people. I love communication. And, you know, that's one thing I love about this podcast is the the interaction piece. And that's a big piece of my role now is just constantly interacting with people. Um, and, you know, sitting, sitting behind a desk just wasn't, wasn't going to cut it for me. 
Well, and I know we talked about it a little bit before we started that. So Joe Holsey is who introduced us. I think you guys, yeah. are you in a BNI group together? Is that? We are. Right. So we're in Power Partners on Wednesday. Um, I had originally um, met Joe. I'm trying to remember. All I know is Joe has been my go-to photographer for everything for, gosh, it seems like forever. Um, and he has done, you know, kid shoots. And he is the, I think, the only photographer who has ever gotten all three of my kids to look at a camera and smile at the same time, <laughs> um, which is, you know, which is insane. So, um, and now I'm a blended family. We have four children. Um, me and my boyfriend, Josh, are, we have five, six, eight, and nine. Those are, those are our ages. So we've got wow. a crew. Busy. Um, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna be seeing Josh, um, or, uh, uh, Joe here and yeah. yeah, in a few months to, to get pictures yeah. and stuff like that done again. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, like how everybody just knows it's, everybody. I hear all the time that Louisville is a big, small town and, uh, uh you know, I, I'm not from here, um, from Ohio, but, uh, sort of, you know, I think rapidly becoming an adopted son, I guess. And, uh. And, you know, even just the way I got to know Joe, um, his wife works at Republic Bank is and I bank with Republic. And um, and I actually I mean, I knew her because of another guy that I knew um, who took a job with Republic and introduced me to her to take care of my needs. And then okay. in an interesting little twist, I never really met Joe because I knew his wife. I ended up meeting Joe because of uh, a nonprofit that we formed uh, during covid. Uh, it was kind of a faith based nonprofit. And then also. Uh, I work out in a group called F3, which is F3 Louisville. It's a national organization, free outdoor workouts for men. And and Joe's really big into that. And um, so ended up meeting him through that. And then, you know, he kind of invited me to BNI, which Joe's a big BNI guy. And uh, and then he introduced me to you, which which uh, was basically a referral from from a friend, which we you know, and you well know the in sales is such an uh, so you so appreciate it when that happens. You do, you do. Yeah, J- Joe is the BNI guy. I always laugh because I'm like, you know, I kind of wish somebody else had introduced me to BNI because when I see what Joe does, you know, he's dad, he's photographer, he's BNI, and yeah, and he just makes it all look so flawless. And I literally yeah. feel like some days I'm just spiraling out of control. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he does a great job. I, one of the things I really, I don't know him well, but one of the things I really appreciate about, first of all. Like with F3 in particular, and this is not a podcast about Joe, but I guess this part is. But, you know, because uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think probably the context is it's it, what it's, you you care about relationship. We care a lot about it. And and Joe, I think, is a guy who obviously cares a lot about it. And I think he's very good at he's very for people. And so I think he's always trying to help people. And oh my gosh, yes. and I really appreciate that about him. And he is very committed. I, I see the way that he commits himself to F3 and and the things that he does. And he just kind of one of those guys, man, it's just, he's dependable. Uh, he's always going to be there. And, and he, and if he's there, he's going to do a good job. That's just the way he's wired. Yeah. So yeah, he, um, just, he knows everybody. He's so, so friendly. So, yeah. um, well, let's talk more about, so tell me, uh, the one final question I have is what's something about you that you enjoy doing that might surprise people or just something interesting I- about you? <laughs> I'm actually a gamer. Um, really? I play a lot of Xbox. Yes, yes. Um, it's it's eased up a little bit here recently just because my kids are into sports. You know, they're getting to that age where they all have their own activities and everything like that. But yeah, I think... Um, what games? I mean, uh, so I'm a big Destiny girl, actually. Really? Um, I have yeah, no idea I'm, what that is, but... 
So yeah, I mean, um, I, you know, I dabble a little bit Halo and things like that, but but Destiny kind of is where when I have time, that's what I'm putting my time into. So I, I would that's, love to have time to play them all, but I just don't. You know, you that's great. A I, mom and I have to be honest, asking crazy. that question. It, that's that's why I love that question because I would have never. I would have never just understood that, you know, if you didn't tell me. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, that came out in my BNI group on Wednesday. I presented. I'm on the board for Make a Wish, and um, and so I hold the the seat, the nonprofit seat in the BNI group for Make a Wish. My my company lets me do that on um, on lunches on Wednesday, and um, they were like, and if you don't know, Meg is a huge gamer because we did BNI and. Somebody within the group built um, a gaming PC, and then somebody else that was in the group built the desk. And so it was really kind of that whole power of BNI helping everybody come together to grant a wish for a little girl. So, but she was a girl gamer, so I was super excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, let's transition. So we'll move. I want to talk about the company that you're with now, Perfection Group. And yeah. so just tell me a little bit about the history of the company. Maybe, you know, some of the things that I've got written down that we like to hear about is like when and where was it founded? maybe who founded it, just any information that would help people understand, you know, Perfection Group. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Perfection Group was founded in 1951 um, by a gentleman by the name of Ed Albrecht. Um, He founded it in his basement in Cincinnati, Ohio. Him and his wife started a company. They wanted to help remove um, old coal fire furnaces out of member of the community's home in order to help them have more efficient and cleaner way to heat their houses. And that, you know, that helping and the, you know, efficiency and the clean piece has really just kind of stayed with us um, since our founding in 1951. And now we've grown to over 300 employees in five states. That's crazy. Yeah. So let's, I'm trying to do the calculation now. What's the math on that? So we just celebrated our 70th year. That's it. Yeah. 70 years. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> 70 um, years. Yeah. And we're still family owned and operated still. Um, you know, our CEO is still in Albrecht. So just, you know, really keeping it in the family. It's, how many it's employees awesome. do you guys have? 300. Over 300. Did, did you just tell that? Did you say that? And I missed it. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. I'm trying to, I get too involved in taking notes sometimes. I got to make sure that I'm doing a good no, job. Listen, hey, good. I actually have it here. I'm going to tell you, it says reminders for Landon. Focus on the guest. It's not about you. Speak slowly <laughs> and do not interrupt. It's well, like and I, it's like my wife wrote it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will talk forever. Like, I'll just, you know, I've got something to say about everything. Yeah, so yeah. Just <laughs> I love the family business stories, though, like that, especially ones yeah. that have endured that long. Tell me about what you got. Like, so you said you got 300 employees. How many locations? Sounds like you got Cincinnati. How many locations do you guys have? So we cover five states. Um, we have Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Um, we operate offices in nine cities in those five states. Um, and so Perfection Group is very different because we have a lot of different divisions under kind of one umbrella of Perfection Group. So we have our mechanical design build division. We have our mechanical service division. We have our total facility management division. We have, and then we have our energy efficiency and sustainability division. Gotcha. Um, and those are just kind of all broken down so that we are a full service facility solutions provider. So we help, we help commercial customers with their HVAC service, their HVAC capital projects, their facility planning, engineering, design, build, construction, 
guaranteed energy and sustainability projects, and then overall facility modernization planning. So we really want to be that one-stop shop for our clients. Got it. And I'm actually, I got your website up and it's, that's exactly the divisions that are on the homepage. So yeah, so it's, it's good. So um, tell me a little bit about kind of what, you know, when you're going out and you're telling people, it's funny because literally I had a Vistage meeting yesterday where I continued to wrestle with, um, you know, our space and how we, how we go out and, and talk about what differentiates us. So tell me what, when you're telling people about Perfection Group, in regards to how you guys differentiate yourself from competitors, what it is, what are the things, aside from some of the things you just mentioned, what what would that be? How would you differentiate you guys? I mean, honestly, ours is that our relation, we, we try really hard not to have clients. We have relationships. You know, we don't want our customers or our clients or our partnerships to it all feel like it's like a checkbox, you know, Hey, we came in, we did the job, we're done. We, we never want it to feel that way. And my role with our company is to really just be always available. And that's for, you know, employ internal employees, that's for clients, that's for community. Um, we just really want to have that full impact of we're here for you, we want to be someone you can count on. We want to be an advocate for your success. Um, and that's that's kind of the big piece for us. We, you know, we've worked with some companies before, and I've even worked with some companies before where it's like you just go in, you get the job done, you check the box, you move on. Right. And, you know, we continually follow up. We talk to our clients on holidays, we drop by, we drop donuts and we take them to lunch and, you know, anything that we can do so that they really feel like they are part of the perfection group family um, is, is a big piece for us. That's good. And one of the questions that, you know, I'm looking over and just kind of the notes and thinking through what you said, can you maybe share? And and if you want to share client names, that's fine. If not, that's fine too. Maybe two to three use cases. So obviously you guys cover a broad spectrum of, you know, commercial HVAC, solutions and maybe because I know sometimes when I hear it, if I'm not intimately involved in the business, it really helps me a lot to be like, Hey, okay, here's an example when maybe it's a restaurant, we did this, or maybe it was, you know, give me maybe just a couple of specific use cases if you could. You know, and it's kind of, we have so many different clients that are in kind of general fields. So we have a lot of distilleries and so we will handle their HVAC, but we will also handle kind of their chillers. We can do Mm. specifications to where, you know, we have some distilleries that have certain bottles that have to remain at an exact temperature for, you know, so much amount of time before they transition it to the next process. And keeping that room, that particular temperature is crucial to everything that their, you know, that their process depends on. And so we assist with how we do that, how that happens, how it can be consistent um, you know, the other part. So let me ask a quick, is, I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you because my note says ahead, not no. to, but I'm going to ask this question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking, if we look at those four, which you described, you know, kind of the four divisions, which one of the divisions would what you just described kind of fall under? That would be more around on-site facility management. That's more, no, that's more like mechanical design building. Got it. So okay. We would create how that operates, but then our mechanical service side would follow up to ensure that 
quarterly continuing to do for, what it needs yes to do. yes yeah. so we would do the routine maintenance on that and then outside of that the total facility management side so the, a big part of our total facility management side actually operates within like school systems so greater clark county schools over in southern indiana is a huge client of ours and we handle all of their um, on-site HVAC, their custodial, their lawn care, it's all housed under one umbrella. And we take care of that and we partner with different organizations to help that happen. Right. Um, but so, it's all- so they've outsourced that to you. They, they, yes. They've said, okay, hey, we're going to take our facility management and outsource it to Perfection Group. And you guys are then subbing that work out to people coming in and making sure that the lawn care is taken care of, that the maintenance is taken yes. care of, custodial, on and on. And that has been such a huge impact to their budget because a lot of things come into play with that, you know, supplies for cleaning, supplies for the bathroom. Um, If there's a storm, HVAC, snow removal, you know, there's all of these different components that come into how a school system of that magnitude manages their budget for these things that they can't necessarily foresee. And we handle that. Um, you know, there are certain instances that don't fall in budget that we have to negotiate, but it really helps them keep an idea of this is what we're paying. This is what's being done. These are our expectations. And, and this is what, you know, the overall picture is supposed to look like. So we really help them channel um, all of that. It also takes a lot of the workload off of them of managing employees to ensure that all of these different aspects are getting done and that they're getting done correctly. What would an example of like the green solutions side be? So a lot of times that is, we have a green division that will go in and they really look at how to make a building more energy efficient. Um, We deal a lot with counties with that one, Um, kind of those older county courthouses, things like that. And it could be the windows, it could be the lights, it could be the HVAC system, but we try to find ways to make their building more energy efficient and also, you know, the green initiative side that we can look into with that. Got it. Got it. Um, so transitioning, now that we kind of have an understanding of the business, you got the four divisions and I mean, how then if we move into looking at, and I know that we've done a limited number of things for you. I mean, we've, we've known each other for a relatively short time. Um, Alex Thomas on our team, I know did a couple of things that you guys use for a trade show, but when it comes to like branded clothing and promotional items, tell me, kind of what role you see those playing um, for Perfection Group? So, you know, brand visibility is huge for us. And and that's just because, you know, in a lot of different industries, there are so many possible options that you can choose. Um, you know, you see it in, on your side with all the mm. different companies that offer promotional materials and things like for that. Sure. And we see it as well on the HVAC side. You know, every time you drive down the road, you see an HVAC van that's coming from somewhere and they could be commercial or they could be residential. And the logo piece is huge for us so that when we are driving down the road and we pull into a building, somebody knows that we're there. Um, You know, the logoing is prominent on all of our technicians. They have hats, they have shirts, they, you know, they have signage that is with them. If we're on like a big project, there's, there's a lot that goes into distinguishing our brand from other companies and just knowing that we're on site and we can be trusted. You know, it's also a big thing too. Brand recognition is very important in logos. 
when we are servicing a school district, you know, those are people's children. They need to know who's on site, when they're on site. Um, They need to know that the person driving that van can be trusted. And so, you know, establishing that presence of, you know, this is our van, this is our person, they have their logo, they have their name, everything's visible, um, just helps us create that transparency piece. And and we're proud of, of our group. You know, like I said, we're family owned and operated. We're going, you know, 70 years. Um, and, and that's saying a lot. And we have spread, you know, among five different states. So we want people to know that we have grown. We still have that family-friendly, you know, feel to us, um, but that we have the ability to put people on site and make sure that that people know they are part of of our company. We do business with a company that services some like ATMs, and uh-huh. not necessarily like the the big commercial ones, you know, at the banks, but like the ones like right. maybe when you go in and they look almost like a, a vending machine, if you will, but for cash. <laughs> Um, and they used to send their technicians out and they didn't have logos. You know, they wanted them to be kind of discreet because they didn't necessarily want people to know like, Hey, this guy's walking around with a bunch of cash, you know? Um, but what was funny, I think that they started to realize that when people without markings, as you're describing, started going up and messing with ATM machines that people that were there got a little worried. Yeah. So it's, (laughs) it's interesting to, you know, the, the brand visibility piece, I think is pretty obvious to most. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, obvious to even us in the business, but it's this idea of like making sure that people understand, piece. yeah, the safety part, yeah. the, the trust part, mm-hmm. the sort of yeah. like, hey, this guy's this guy or gal is supposed to be here because, you know, they've got the pro- proper uniforming. They're in the vehicle that has the, the you know, proper uh, branding and messaging and things exactly. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a huge piece because it basically says, you know, we as a company, we vouch for this person. They're on your tear, you know, they're. They're on your grounds and and we trust them and you should trust them. And we put our name all over them because we believe in the work that they do. So it's, you know, it's also, and that's a big piece, you know, it's the employee piece so that they know that they are a representation of our brand and they are an extension of, of what we want people to see. And we have faith in what they do enough to put our logo all over them. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the things that you've liked and disliked about, um, or maybe even that you've heard that, you know, people have liked and disliked about your approach to actually getting folks on your team, hats and shirts and all the things that they need to make sure that they're branded and that they're recognizable. Honestly, you know, our, our team loves it. Our big thing is our techs, they, we, you know, it is imperative that they are logoed and branded. So, you know, it's something that we take care of. We, we, give them those items. Mm -hmm. Um, Our sales team has logoed apparel and, and we work really hard to make sure that everyone feels like they are included in the perfection family. And that's Mm -hmm. a big piece of it. Um, So, you know, I don't think we've had any, you know, negative comments or anything like that. I, I think that we thrive on that. We want those relationships internal and external and, you know, brand awareness and brand uniformity is a big piece of that. Yeah. If you focus externally and, and you know, kind of, you know, so some of the things we did were for a, an expo or some sort of trade mm-hmm. show. Um, after being around for so long and, and having, you know, a large footprint, what are the main ways that you, I mean, are you guys primarily getting new customers just by virtue of, you know, just a long-term presence where people just know you? Or what are some of the most effective things you're seeing today? to get new customers? 
So a lot of our Salesforce, um, so we have, of course, we have an entire sales team that kind of navigates those new client relationships, where we can look for new relationships, where we can build on existing relationships. Um, But we, you know, because we have so many divisions under, you know, the perfection name, there's a lot of different avenues that we take. So, you know, our mechanical sales and service, we we have salespeople that handle both sides of that because while someone may want us to build or design a project, they may have paid people internally that handle the maintenance of that equipment. So necessarily the PMs or the the you know routine maintenance piece isn't going to be a, a factor. Um, and, and that's a big part of, of how it operates. We do a lot of trade shows with our green division um, just so that we can kind of get our name out there and let people know that we have a lot of different options on how to help you be more energy efficient. Um, and then our central facility services, like I said, we focus a lot of our energy with that with schools just because we can help so much with their side and ours. We, you know, we expand our business, but we also improve their, their budget um, and give them more money to put back into the schools and into the teachers and into the students and things like that. So we do a lot of the school board trade shows. Um, We have a lot of different avenues that we pursue and, and the, you know, the promo material and stuff like that. No, nobody wants to visit a booth that's not giving away free stuff, you know? Mm. Yeah. So that's a, a huge piece of, of the puzzle for, for us. What's a day look like for you? And I mean, are you doing just a lot of just out and about building relationships for the most part? And so my depends day, on the day, right? <laughs> it really does. So my day, my job, um, I always say is to be always available. Um, you know, I am the person who my day isn't as structured, you know, my technicians, they're going to be on a rooftop somewhere, or they're going to be, you know, on the side of a building or on a ladder, like their day is pretty consistent. Um, You know, my salespeople, they're going to be making calls and having sales meetings. And my operations side is going to be making sure that, you know, people are where they're supposed to be. And my dispatch is going to be taking those new calls and making sure that, you know, people are getting dispatched to the correct place. And, and mine is to just kind of make sure that all of those things that are running have the ability to do so without any major hiccups. So I touch base with our clients, um, depending on the client, depending on the relationship ever so often, see how things are going, see if any other policies or procedures have changed. You know, a lot of things with our big manufacturing clients is that, their protocols and OSHA violations, you know, all of that is always changing. And so it's important that we stay up to date on that. But we also know if there's a new check-in procedure that we need to be aware of, or if there's a checkout procedure that we need to be aware of, or if anything has changed internally. Um, My role also too is with the community. So I deal a lot with our chamber um, connections and those relationships on how we can give back to the community and be, you know, prominent um, with the places that we're in. My territory is central. So I have all of Kentucky, all of West Virginia, part of Southern Indiana, and then a small portion of Ohio that kind of touches, you know, West Virginia. Um, So I have a pretty big footprint. And so it is my job to make sure that kind of everybody is is happy, which is interesting, but I love it. I really do. I, I love my job. I get I get a constant interaction, but there's never a dull moment. 
<laughs> but my day is always changing. You know, some days I am at a chamber event and I'm meeting new people and I'm explaining what we do. And other days I'm at a golf scramble and talking about perfection and how we can help people improve their, their systems or, you know, better service their facility. And other days I'm sitting in front of a client and we're discussing new protocols or we have a new client and I do a new client meeting. So they understand when they sign with us, they get everyone's contact information. We thrive at perfection on transparency. So when I meet with a new client, they get a binder. It has who they call when they need service, a copy of their contract, and it has every phone number and email from the VP of our central region all the way down to dispatch and accounting and everyone in between. And it's just because we want them to know that no matter what, somebody is there for them. We, you know, life happens. We take vacations, you know, on the sad side, people pass away, you know, people have life that happens, but that is why we are so strongly built on our team and our family impact, because we want people to know there's always going to be someone there for them. So you really, I mean, it sounds like you kind of become a liaison between a lot of different entities, you know, every day and sort of just um, greasing the gears might be, maybe that's not the right way to say it, but you know, that, <laughs> Hey, I, I understand how that goes. I mean, you know, in, in our business, it's, you're, you're interfacing with people, making sure that people are, you know, deli- values being delivered, people are happy and that there's clear understanding of what the needs are and, you know, all of those yeah. kind of things, every, everything above and below and in between. And, um, and so one of the things I was, um, tell me a little bit about, uh, the limb, I know, like I said, we haven't worked with, with each other a lot, but what's your, give me some feedback on us. You know, I know that we, we met through Joe, uh, we've done a couple of things like, and cause again, a big reason we do this, as you mentioned, we're in a very competitive industry. We're trying to sure. do things differently with our brand, with just, and we're, and we're very much the same, very relationship focused, very focused on providing a high degree of service. Um, but it's always good for us to, you know, one thing I've said in previous episodes is that I hope this makes sense to people is my our marketing, every company's marketing will promise um, a certain customer experience. I mean, it's all going to say, hey, it's going to be awesome, essentially. But then you got your actual customer experience. Right. Um, and there's usually a delta between kind of what you say it's going to be and maybe what that customer is actually experiencing, which it sounds like, I mean, as you're going out and about and kind of floating in between all these different entities, part of what you're doing is trying to make sure that you're understanding that and making sure that people are getting the customer experience that perfection group wants. And, and you really can't know that that's happening unless you're out trying to figure out, you know, and ask Uh, because you don't hear from a customer. It doesn't mean a customer's happy. You know, we've learned that. that, You know, that's kind of the big piece. It kind of one of those things where, well, it wasn't a real big deal. So we just, you know, it got handled. It's fine. But that's one thing I always tell our clients when I meet with them. I'm like, it's fine. It's not going to work for me. I am a, it's great. It's good. It's, you know, or we're working on it. I I said Mm -hmm. that it's fine is never going to be an answer that I'm okay with because that's not how we operate at perfection. You know, our, our company name is perfection group. And in that we strive for the perfect customer experience from start to finish. And, you know, there things happen, you know, like I said, life happens, technology happens, you know, those days where none of the computers want to work right or everything's going crazy. And, and those instances happen within companies and things like that. But 
they happen for our clients just the same. And we want them to know that even though it may not be an HVAC issue, if there's something that they need, we potentially have that, co- you know, that connection or that vendor or someone that could assist them. And if they have my cell phone number or our operations director's cell phone number or our tech cell phone number, it's as quick as a text message to say, hey, do you all know anyone who does that? And, and we've had that happen a lot. And so that is, you know, a big, a big piece of it, but you all from, from start to finish have just been phenomenal for us. Um, our, our first interaction was me, you know, telling Joe like, oh my gosh, I have this expo coming up and I really don't know if I have anything together for it. And he passed me your name and you all are just completely transparent with how you operate and, you know, if you can get something in or if you can't, and if there's supply chain issues and if there's not, and you know, what the capabilities are. And I have multiple people's emails in your business and somebody always responds and I will send an email that has like the most random idea and you all respond. And it may be a week before I get back to you all, but you still remember what we talked about. It's just, it's been such a beneficial relationship from my side to know that I feel like I have an advocate in that world that can say, well, this is what something like this is going to look like, or this is what something like this is going to cost. Or, you know, when I call and I say, I have no idea what we need or what we want or what we're going to do, but to throw me some ideas. And I get this amazing link that has all of these possibilities of what we could do and what the logo would look like on it and what the cost would be. And it's just so fluid with you all. And and it works well with, like I said, my role is always changing and my day is never the same. So for something like that, where I know I can send an email, I can get a response and I can get back to it when I get the chance and the answer is going to be there, it's truly a a phenomenal relationship that you have established with us. I love hearing the word advocate because I know that's something we talk about internally a lot. And I certainly know that when I go out and buy things, that's what I'm looking for from people. Like it's, you know, if I call any company to do really anything for me, it's, you know, if I knew how to do it, I would just do it. You know, that's, you know, and so it's like people, people call us because they, you know, you call us because on some level you don't know. And, And it's like, and you don't, you know, you're just, it hasn't, it's not worth your time to know a lot of that stuff because you're putting it into what you're doing. And so it's like, Hey, I, I need someone who does know so that they can give me the information that I need to make a decision essentially. And, right, you know, w- w- here we talk a lot about that. It's not so much selling as much as it is managing customer expectations. That's the first thing, um, you know, and, and making sure that you, you know, sort of under promise over deliver. Um, you, you try to, set realistic expectations and you give the customer as much information as you can so they can make a decision. Cause you're really not out trying to convince somebody to do something that they don't want to do. You're trying to give them right. all of the information resources that they can, that they need and not, not just enough, like not too little and not right. too much. You know, just what do you, what do they need to make a call? Um, right. How do we go about, you know, as we go forward, how would we go about continuing to earn more of perfection groups business? Honestly, it just, um, you know, we didn't have as many trade shows or expos or anything like that in the past couple of years, you know, given the pandemic and things like that. So I think as we start to roll out of this and we see more events start to happen, our needs will, you know, be changing and we'll have different things that we want to pursue. And I think it just works well 
for us to know that we have you all in our, in our corner for when those things arise. Um, you know, we, we thrive on really having the cool, you know, different kind of gadgets or gizmos or whatever it may be to pass out. And, and you all have really gone above and beyond um, with that. Because when I think I called you all the first time, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want. I don't know how many, but if you can give me an idea of some giveaways and, you know, you and Alex were instrumental in making sure that we had everything. And I'm pretty sure that the supply chain was crazy at that time. And so we went back through and I was like, I need everything by this date. And, and Alex and you both responded and, and said, you know, these are the items that we can for sure get by that date. And so, you know, it, it, it made our list a little bit smaller and then we were able to go from there. So, um, you know, I don't think that it's anything that you all would have to do any differently. Our, our faith in what you all are capable of has already been proven. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just as the opportunities present themselves to us, then it kind of rolls into, into your all's wheelhouse. It's like what we talked about at the very beginning that, you know, I guess the nice thing uh, in regards to what you're saying is like, I guess some level of normalcy for lack of a better way to say it returning, you know, and, and that's impacting, you know, like we were talking about, it's not only impacting work, but it's impacting personal life, you know, to where, you know, you're back to like, I know I'm back to, you know, running kids to, and it's, Hey, I have a whole yeah. new appreciation for it now. You know, it's, I do. it's hectic, but you know, I immediately, like the other day, my girls were, um, you know, talking about, ah, I just, I want spring break to come or I'm ready for summer. And I said, I get it. I get it. You know, and you're 14 and 11 and, but please don't forget there was a two year period of time where you longed to be in school. And, and there was a period of time where I longed to be in the gym, watching my daughter play volleyball or going to a a networking event, like you're saying, or actually having a trade show, or, you know, we had a Vistage meeting yesterday and we had 20 people in the room. And, uh, you know, I know for me, I will always try to hold on to how much I appreciate those things because we didn't have them for a while and we didn't know we we were going to get them back. You know, it was like, no, you weren't sure. And that was huge. Like, and I'm one of those people who thrives off of interaction. And and so I just felt like I was just in the storm cloud for like the longest time. And, and now though, I, you know, I got so used to that, that my struggle now is reassessing commute time. (laughs) We didn't have to do that. So now I'm like, okay, I got to be at this meeting at this time. Am I going to hit rush hour? How far is it? How long did, you know, Zoom was easy. I just walked to the computer desk. So, and now it's like, okay, well, I need to make sure that I make it to school pickup in time to get the kids from school pickup to practice, but I have to feed them in between, you know, so that has been my struggle. And, and honestly, I'm so appreciative of it because I do get to see my kids really, you know, come into their own, my, my son and this, you know, this is just kind of a personal story. My son is in first grade this year. So last year he didn't have a normal year and halfway through this year, he said, you know, I just, I don't know if my teacher is happy with me. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, she never smiles. Well, what I realized is he has been taught by a person with a mask on Mm. for the entirety of the time he's been in school. And so now we're to the point where when they're outside, you know, and he, he come home that first day that they had been outside and she had pulled her mask down. He was like, her smile is so pretty. Mm. And, you know, and it's just wild because from his perception, that was something he had never experienced. And, and so, uh, you know, I'm, I think, you know, the pandemic was awful, but it made me so grateful for those 
small details that my kids now get to experience again. Nah, that's that's well said. I I had did a I did I did a little video on Facebook and and one of the, and it you know how it like when you're like on Facebook it'll pull up a thing like hey two years ago you did this I was like oh that's interesting yeah. so I like watched it and one of the things that I said and I still believe it is could you imagine if what just happened happened twenty or thirty years ago you know or twenty years ago even or maybe less than that before we had the advanced technology and video communication oh that we have like what what if that happens without Zoom or without yeah. You know, I mean, even Skype, like for a long time, Skype was like the only thing and it wasn't very reliable. Internet connections weren't very good. No. Um, it, it, you know, in some respects, it happened at a, at the perfect time. Seems like a weird thing to say, but it was. Like, no, but I, yeah, you know, because we were we were able to still keep that interaction with people and and have the availability to see how people were doing. You know, we have I have friends of mine that we would FaceTime with and family and it was good. You know, you could actually see them grow in that moment and see their little personalities or, you know, whatever it may be without, you know, spreading. Um, and so it, it has definitely been, it, it's definitely been an interesting time. It's definitely shown what technology is capable of these days. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, we're right up against time. I, I really appreciate you doing this, and I'm looking forward to us working together more in the future. Can you tell everybody if they want to learn more about Perfection Group, tell them how they can do that? So perfectiongroup.com um, is our website. You can get on there and kind of look, but honestly, I'm always available. So um, my, you know, if anybody has any questions about Perfection Group or Commercial HVAC, or if there is anyone who has kids who are potentially interested in graduating from high school and going into the trade industry, which is severely lacking right now, um, I would love to help advocate for that too, because that's kind of one of our big issues right now is, is that workforce piece. So last thing, tell me a little bit, give me a, like a minute or two on Make-A-Wish, because obviously it's very important to you. Your company is letting you do that. So this entire podcast is about Perfection Group, but it's obviously important to you and your company. So let's close out with a little bit about Make-A-Wish and why it's important to you, and then we can wrap up. It, it is, it is. So um, like I said, Perfection Group, um, My I'm on the board of Make-A-Wish. Um, I have been a wish grantor for the past 13 years. Um I typically take the kid that's furthest away or been waiting the longest and I meet kids who have these just crazy ideas of what they want. You know, I had a girl who she was an Xbox gamer, so she kind of stole my heart from the get go and she wanted a PC. And so we worked really, really hard um, to ensure that we could get that done. And and that came together beautifully and she was ecstatic. And now I have a little girl, her name's Layla. She just turned three in January. Um, and she wants to see the lighthouse at Cape Hatteras because when she goes to her grandparents, there's a picture of this lighthouse on the wall and she thinks it's beautiful and she just wants to see it in person. And so, you know, I've, I've been um, with Make-A-Wish for a very long time. I, I think the big thing with Make-A-Wish, you know, we're a wish granting organization we grant wishes for children with life-threatening medical conditions. I think the big misconception with Make-A-Wish is that people believe we are a last-wish organization. And over 80% of our kids go on to live thriving, fulfilling lives. So that that has been my biggest, um, you know, kind of battle at, with Make-A-Wish for, for a long time, like trying to help people understand what we do Um you know, my niece was, or my cousin was granted a wish when she was three. She was diagnosed with leukemia. 
she just turned 17. Um, she's getting ready to apply to college, you know, so it, it's just a really amazing organization that, that is near and dear to my heart. And Perfection has been a huge advocate for, for nonprofits. We are celebrating our 70th anniversary. We are hosting a banquet up in Cincinnati. And the whole purpose of our banquet is to um, raise funds for blessings in a backpack. Um, we rotate our nonprofits so that we can experience different things within the community. And they are an organization that sends food home and backpacks to kids on the weekends that may not necessarily have food if we didn't do that. Um, so I'm, I'm a big advocate for nonprofits and organizations that, that help. Um, and so is the company. And so it, it's, it's a good fit. <laughs> well, I love, I think one of the things that's so cool about ending on that is that, you know, look, we all are in business. We all have jobs to do. There's things we're good at. There's, you know, the day, the days always involve things we like doing, things we don't like doing. But successful companies, for the most part, create opportunities to have impact in our communities. And I think, uh, yeah, I think we're, you know, all of us provide a product or service that's valuable and we work hard to do that. But then to be able to leverage those things into helping uh, folks that, that are less fortunate. I mean, and that's something we've been talking about internally here is making sure that that's a focus for us because, you know, having a clear purpose that's set, that's got some root in in doing that kind of work, I think, is the thing that gets you through the hard days sometimes, you know, those days that are just a grind. And um, yeah. I think it's just really cool that they support you in doing that. I noticed also that Joe's a board member. I didn't, I didn't know that. So you, he is. I along with you. Joe because yeah. Joe is the knower of all people. That's Indeed. what I call him. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and his photography, you know, skills have been huge. He um, went and photographed a wish where one of our kids um, had wished to be a police officer for a day. And so they made him a uniform and I mean, they went all out yeah. and he got to photograph that. And That's awesome. after that, he spoke to me and he was like, how do I get more involved? And I said, well, you know, there's a lot of options. You can help grant wishes. You can become a board member. You can fundraise through your company. We have people that do third party events. You know, there's a lot of ways that, that people can really impact an organization like Make-A-Wish. And he's like, I need to be on the board. He's like, I need to help these kids. He was like, mm -hmm. this, this was phenomenal. So, but that's, that's my uh, perception gauge. I always say, you know, I'm going to meet these kids and they're so sweet. You know, they, they have been through more than most people will ever experience in their life. And they are genuinely the most kind hearted children you could ever possibly meet. And they, they don't have big wishes. I have to like pull it out of them of like, yeah. no, 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 think bigger, think bigger. That's what I'm always saying when I talk to my wish kids, think bigger. Um, because I've had, you know, one that was like, I just want an iPad. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 think bigger. Mm. Um, so it, it's just really, it's really cool. Well, that's awesome. I, I think it's a great place to end it. I, I can't thank you enough. Like I said, for, uh, for doing this, I know we, just with busyness of schedules and stuff, had to re reschedule a couple of times. And, you know, I always appreciate it when, <laughs> people hang with me on this because, uh, no, I it, appreciate it. yeah, as I, as I said up front, it's, um, it's become a wonderful, I think, tool for me and our company to continue to build deeper relationships with our customers. And so when they hang with us and they do it, um, you know, we really appreciate it. So, um, I look forward to seeing you around in person cause we're on video now and, and soon and, and, and working with you guys going forward in the future. So thanks so much for being here. And I look forward to talk to you soon. Thanks Landon. Appreciate it.